in the name of the one who transforms our deepest dreams into miraculous possibilities. Amen. This is a time of year when we can scarcely venture anywhere without finding ourselves swept up in a world inflamed by dreams. Dreams that tap into potent human emotions. Hope, expectation, longing. Seasonal festivities can leave us a bit woozy from the rush, but when the world subsides we can find ourselves a bit tender, sitting with desires and dreams that may not have come to fruition. The poet Langston Hughes said it perhaps most poignantly, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? Hughes' familiar poem first appeared in a collection published in 1951 entitled Montage of a Dream Deferred. Much like the entire collection, the poem, entitled Harlem, explores the life of a community in transition. After seminary, I made my home among some of those very same cafes, cabarets, and subway cars. For two years, I lived in Harlem, a place where that urgent, embodied question that Hughes explores, still haunts the people who inhabit that city, chasing down their dreams. Joseph, as we meet him in today's reading, could easily have been Hughes' blues brother, though you could argue Joseph's dream ain't just been deferred. In this dark night, Joseph's soul and shoulders seem to sag with the heavy load he carries as he contemplates his future. And Joseph does what a good many of us do. After turning tough questions over and over, he drags himself to bed, dog-tired. If half of the human experience is mediated through loss, as another poet-philosopher, David White, suggests, then Joseph already has begun his masterclass on incarnational living. Joseph's dreams have been exploded, in a manner of speaking, and it's no stretch to imagine him disillusioned by that stunning loss. God's fierce call to change under inexplicable circumstances dares Joseph to show up, to stay in his body, to trust the wisdom that emerges in that place where Joseph's weariness and wounds connect him with the Holy One. Will you become a full citizen of vulnerability, loss, and disappearance, God seems to be asking Joseph, 
in this perplexing night dream that prods Joseph to pick God's plan. And that's a tall order, far different than the simple life Joseph heretofore had imagined. Just as Jesus would be worlds away from the kind of Savior Israel had been expecting, still, God's miraculous provision for a community that long had awaited deliverance will not wait upon one man's courage to dare greatly. Nor does salvation depend on human agency. Whether Joseph takes or throws away his shot really isn't the most important question hanging in the air. Joseph, son of David, knew his Hebrew Bible. He carried in his own heart the hopes and fears of all those years the Jewish people had prayed for liberation. Yes, God's reign over the whole earth would come at long last. The ancient prophets had foretold supernatural signs and wonders that would signal the divine presence drawing near upending human affairs with God's dreams for a new creation. The prophet Joel long ago had said it, In those days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Now, Joseph's dream probably seems tame enough to us, hearing it through Matthew's telling. But that same dream summons centuries of collective longing, activating muscle memory for days long past when the Holy One had dwelled in the midst of Israel. Provider, protector, Emmanuel, God with us. God's revelation through the angel conveys a plan for Joseph's life virtually opposite to the direction he had seen for himself. The grace of Joseph's sudden receptivity is that it's the spirit stirring Joseph's psyche to embrace rather than run away from this experience of vulnerability. Joseph's abrupt about-face gives us a picture of what it looks like to be opened up where our disappointments and thwarted dreams leave us wrestling with God's invitation, an invitation to die to self so that Christ may live through us. Some see inhabiting our, our vulnerability as the only choice we have as we mature, the only choice with which we are confronted in the end, the choice to dare to become larger and more courageous and more compassionate through our intimacy with disappearance. Joseph may not be a raisin in the sun, but he does submit to God's will in the years to come. Joseph raises God's only son, Jesus. This surely must have been a daunting task. And in so daring, Joseph continues the journey that asks him to grow larger through self-sacrifice. Joseph's courage to embrace this call, to risk giving himself over a willing participant in God's unfolding dream for the world, 
Well, it costs Joseph his own hopes and aspirations. Joseph's life teaches us, as doubtless it taught Jesus himself, that vulnerability is not a weakness. Or is it something that we can dare do without? In Joseph, we see vulnerability blessed as our natural human state. Inhabiting vulnerability in this way, as generous citizens of loss, to lean into White's keen turn of phrase, means walking through the doors God nudges us toward, which seldom are those we prefer for ourselves. Like Joseph, all saints will be contemplating key choices in the coming year as we discern the future of our block. 2020 is going to be marvelously exciting, a season in which our communal imagination will be ignited with powerful dreams for the days ahead. A time when God's Spirit will come among us in new ways, inspiring young and old alike with fresh visions for what our ministry in Midtown may yet look like, dare we open ourselves to God's new dreams for us. God's call will invite us, just as God invited Joseph, into a life of deepening courage and compassion, a communal life centered on Jesus, a transformative life that may yet draw us in a direction that we cannot yet apprehend. Approaching this process of discernment with vulnerability means relinquishing customary habits of thinking that lead us to assume we more or less know where things will go. The able leadership of all saints and many of you saints right here in this room have committed to engaging all of us in conversation and reflection on the history, values, and heartbeat of our beloved faith community. And this will involve taking great care of each and every one of us, involving us in a robust season of prayer, reflection, and listening as we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit's guidance. As we learn from Joseph's experience, some dreams are worth risking that kind of vulnerability, a vulnerability that challenges us to show up and be fully present, staying connected here within the body of Christ, indeed offering our whole selves as participants in God's dreams for the future. Our neighborhood, as so many communities in transition, reminds us of the many vulnerabilities that comprise this incarnational journey we are making together. Like Joseph, who would need communal resources to support him as he dared to collaborate with God, we too trust in the divine provision that will surround us in the year to come as we continue evolving into citizens of this city who possess the kind of spiritual receptivity that reveals the visible and the invisible, working together in common cause to produce the miraculous. May our lives be set aflame by such a miracle, because some dreams are simply too precious
to be deferred.